Regina Nissan is the presenting sponsor of the Off the Hazel podcast. And this month, you can choose your vehicle and your bonus during the My Choice sales event. Choose from 1% rate reduction, a free prepaid maintenance package, or up to $15,000 in cash rebates. You can get into the all-new redesigned 2021 Nissan Rogue Sport front-wheel drive, leased at 343 monthly for 39 months with a 995 down, or check out the sporty 2020 Nissan Cash Key and finance for, well, 0% for 84 months. Make sure to head on down to Nissan Regina at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Drive Nissan. Hey, it's me, Tony here. When I go golfing, I use TaylorMade. The new Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max drivers are incredible. If the best players in the world use them, why shouldn't you? Team TaylorMade. Contact Mike.Lanin at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Or you can go to any golf course. They're going to help you out. They're going to set you up. Team TaylorMade. He's not good. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kocher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher strikes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we are back for another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode 67. My name is Drew Koser. I am your host, and I'm joined for the first time in a few weeks, my brother and co-host, Troy Koser. Hey! Can you tell if he's excited? It's been a while. It's he's been a while. A, he's excited. He's excited to be back. No Dan today, so Dan checks out. Troy checks in out of the bullpen. He's back in the saddle. We're both here. Christian behind the scene is always. Um, Lot full agenda today, Troy. It's been a while, Drew. Got it's about three full. weeks of uh, catching up to do here, so looking forward to today. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, we're gonna have our first ever intro recap on our Instagram page, social media pages. So it should be a lot of fun. Get to see what us uh, two yeah, look like. Two guys look like. Exactly. I was trying to come up with something funny, but it didn't happen. That's all right. It happens more more times than not. Anyways, uh, great guest on today. But before we get into that, this is a Nissan-driven podcast. They're located on 1111 Broad Street. Number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, car wash, any vehicle-related needs. Check them out. Drive Nissan. 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan. It's four ones. 1111. Check them out. Drive Nissan. Troy, and where are we uh, locating? As always, located live at Divots Indoor Golf at uh, 6823 Rochdale Boulevard. Uh, I know because of the... Uh, Recent lockdowns, they had to shut their doors, um, but we are kind of in business with them, so that's why we're allowed to still record here. Really appreciate that. It's actually kind of quiet in here. Yeah. Not hearing a bunch of golf balls getting rattled all, all over the place. Um, I know they're, I think they're pretty much close for the season, so after the green grass goes away come fall, make sure to get down here. 
They got awesome simulators, awesome people. Uh, it's the place to be. I mean, we're just so thankful that they partnered up with us. So, righty. Divots Indoor Golf. Make, yeah. Play do divots, don't make them. There we go. It's been a uh, while. A little uh, rusty. You're a little rusty. That's right, though. It's, uh, this is what it's all about. Okay, lots of chat about sports, news. Uh, we're going to talk hockey, talk golf, whatever else you want to talk about. So let's get right into it here. Uh, but first, what's new with you? What's happening? What's going on? Where have you been? Been busy, dude. I was uh, two-week quarantine, so that was fun. Got really good at PGA Tour 2K21. No free ads. Not that good, but uh, I played a lot of Xbox. You haven't had to quarantine yet, hey? Knock on wood. It's, uh, it's not the most fun in the world. A lot of people say, oh, it's two weeks off. Yeah, but you can't do anything. Yeah. So uh, I came back negative, which is a bonus. So then that was why I was gone for the first couple of weeks. And then last week, just some big changes in our life. Uh, we sold our house. Nice. Congrats. On, on a whim. That's awesome. And we purchased a house. So we're, we're heading back home into the city. We're looking forward to it, uh, Jill and I. Uh, staying NOD, of course. That's North where, of Dudney. That's where, it's, that's where it's to be, north of Dudney. So uh, the next few weeks of our life is going to be pretty hectic. Um, but yeah, all in all, been listening to what you've been doing, following what you've been doing. You've been busy. I mean, you were on, you were on Rod Peterson's show last week, and then I believe the, uh, oh, help me out. My Walk Off Homers. Walk Off Homers podcast this past week too. So, yeah, I mean, it's nice to see when I'm not there, you're still, you're still giving her hell. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, things have been good. Been busy, obviously, with my new job. Um, that's been going great. And then obviously with the two podcasts going on Rod's show, had a little technical difficulties with the video, had to hold the phone, but it was a lot of fun. I appreciate, uh, you know, Rod and Darren having me on, you know, talked about our show, you know, Rod's a huge off, fan. Off the hoozel? How did Rod say Off it? the hosel. But off now, the hosel. The last what the two, hell, Rod? The last two pack games, he said, uh, he moves the puck side to side and it fell out of play. Off the hosel. And oh, he's, he actually he's, been, he's saying been saying it? it like crazy. So, and uh, the one day Darren's like, Nice one, Rod. Nice one. So, yeah, huge fans of our show, vice versa. We are them. Good yeah. people, best in the biz. Thanks, RP. Appreciate it. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I hit golf balls outside on Friday and Saturday. I seen, I seen your Instagram while you had posted on behalf of Off the Hosel, and there was a lineup 20 deep, and I believe that was at the Goulet. That was the Goulet, yes. Wow. Saturday. And I couldn't believe people were waiting in line that long to hit golf balls. I thought they were just coming to watch us, uh, just paying to watch us hit golf balls. They weren't. They were waiting to play. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I guess people got the itch, and then, of course, as it's Tuesday today, as we record for Wednesday's show, we got another blizzard going on out there, winter part three. So uh, courses are closed right now, and I'm not sure if their tentative dates of Friday they're going to be They've changed to the following, yeah. Oh, they have? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're, you know, I think uh, one of the good guys we both know said some courses might have jumped the gun, and, you know, I hope that a lot of courses got their greens tarped because that's a lot of snow damage that could hurt greens, I think. Isn't that Good moisture, though? Mm. I'm not a greenskeeper. I would say so. fairways. Yeah, I suppose, hey? But, I mean, here's what it is. Hit some balls outside. It was nice to see the ball fly outside for once again. Um, it was fun. Have but you tried out your new clubs? I have tried out my new uh, TaylorMade driver and my woods, my wedges. Yeah, everything. Uh, it went straight and far. So, very happy. Thanks, Michael. Yes, um, thanks, Mike. I got to try mine out today. It was like Christmas on April. What day are we today? 15th, I think. April, no, today's not the 15th. Today's the 13th. 13th, yeah. But we're, like, but we're dropping on the 14th. It was like Christmas, though. Came into divots today, and all my stuff was here wrapped in plastic. And, 
got to hit a few balls. So again, thanks, Mike. Really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully helps my game outside. So absolutely. Okay, let's jump back to last week, episode 66, Adam Stanley. I did announce on the podcast he is our golf insider. Adam's uh, he's legit. He's breaking stories on the, all the Canadians, Corey Connors, and all the guys at the Masters. Adam's a great dude. He's been on the show in the past. He'll be on again. He's our golf insider, and I had a lot of fun with that one. I seen him on Sportsnet the other day covering the Masters, so it was pretty cool to know that like many of our guests that are in the TV industry, sports industry, or have been on our show, it's just like another one, you know. Yeah. Market, market on the board. No, oh, we got him. Yeah, exactly. No, and you know, Adam's super good at what he does, and yeah, I think I don't know if he listened to the podcast at all. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 So yeah, I talked to him, and you know, talked about the movie that I watched. Yeah, it was called Tee Shot, I believe it was at the time, about two ladies from across the world. It was an incredible story. Um, yeah, but anyways, good, good chat with Adam again as always. Um, yeah. So what else is new with you? Oh. I mean, I know what I did this past weekend, even though I worked all weekend. Oh yeah. By the way, I've been working lots. Nice. Um, standard. I know you did the same thing I did as much as you could is watch the masters. Yeah. And I do want to do that in a bit here, Yeah. but I do want to chat about some hockey first. Because you know what Rod Peterson said? We're the best hockey golf, yeah, I, hockey podcast, golf podcast in the province. And we'll take that all day, baby. Let's go. So we're going to go to our standard, who's hot, who's not. Top 10 or top seven teams in the Canadian division. There's yeah. only seven teams. Yeah. We're going to go hot or not in the last 10. And that is brought to you by Bruce. I know all you out there listening today and watching today for the first time haven't brushed your teeth yet today. <laughs> Or you haven't probably done it in 48 hours. It's time you try Bruch. B-R-W-S-H. That's B-R-U-U-S-H. They have a tongue scrubber, a, a white and a, a soften, a, a smoker one. Like, this thing is unbelievable. You probably cut bananas with this thing. <laughs> so check them out on Instagram, Bruch. These things are cool. Different colors. They have a different head for you to change it. Unreal. Check them out at Bruch on Instagram and Twitter. I love mine. It's the best around. So, into our, here it is. 10 teams, Maple Leafs, 8-1-1 one one in the last 10, the one-game losing streak. Hot. I hate saying it, hot. Hot, yeah. Although, I am going to say one thing. I was reading on Twitter last night, because Twitter is where you get all your factual information. Wikipedia. Somebody, somebody said on Twitter last night, and I would love to meet who it was in person and just shake, shake them, and they said, best one-two combo in NHL is Matthews and Marner. I laughed my ass off. Not even close. We all know who I think it is, and I think a lot of our listeners is. Yeah, they're good, but they're no McDavid Dreisaitl, that's for sure. Well, I'm not even jumping to that. They they are. I think McDavid and and Dreisaitl are, but I'm going to go just stick with the old old guys, Ovi and Batcher. Crosby and Crosby and Malkin. But, yes. They're not the best. they got to do a little bit more. I think, for me, I'm, I'm just a hockey guy. I think they've done well. Let's see what happens now. The, the trade deadline just happened this past weekend, or trade center, right? Um, Why did they get David Riddick? Well, because now they have Fred and David Riddick. What did I say five podcasts ago? They need another goalie. Yeah, but they have. Jack Campbell's setting records left and right. Yeah, but... So you got Campbell, you got Frederick Anderson, you got David Riddick. I'd be Riddick, And you also have... Uh, who's the other one? The, the Oilers can't beat the Leafs, and they play all eight of their goalies. Uh, who's the other one? Hutchinson? Do they have him as well? Michael, him, yeah. Michael Hutchinson? Yeah. 
They only have two roster. They might have some injury problems too. I could be wrong. Yeah. Anyways, Danny's supposed to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Anyways, Leafs hot. I'll give it to him. Yes, hot. Okay. On to the Jets. Six, three, and one. One game losing streak. Mediocre. I know that's not an answer. No, that's actually lukewarm. Well, no, they've been mediocre. Okay. I mean, yeah, they're second overall in the division, not by much. Um, Mediocre. Okay. That's I'm sticking to it. Alrighty. Your Oilers in third place, six two and two, a one game losing streak. Frustrating to watch, but it, so they're off now. I don't know if you know this because they're supposed to play yeah. Vancouver. We got there. We haven't got to Vancouver yet, but Vancouver is in a lot of trouble. COVID running rampant through that team, family, players, coaches. Yeah. So it is now pushed Oilers back. They don't play till Friday now, so they'll have six days off. So I'll give them because I'm a homer. Yeah, they're hot. They're okay. gonna sit and practice and eat chicken wings all week. So I don't know. Okay, these next four teams here. Or just quick one, rapid fires. Canadians, Flames, Canucks, Senators. Canadians five, four, and one. Trending upwards. Flames two, eight, no. No, bad. Canucks six, three, and one. Not playing right now, so we'll just Sick. say COVID. Yeah, we'll just say they're on a pause. Yeah. Uh, Senators four, five, and one. An exciting team in two years. Okay. Other hockey news I wanted to bring up. A legend I tweeted the other day, and I think he is. Owner, GM, president, and head coach took a lot of nuts to do this. Brent Sutter has fired himself in the Red Rebels as the head coach. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, was there any reasoning why? I think a lack of just team performance. I think is what he used. His, when, I, when I read the notice, could be wrong, don't quote me on this, but when I read the notice, it looked like he was just saying that I think the team will, will do better down the road. Without him in... Yeah, I mean... Hey, guy put, what does he what does he have to prove though? You know he's done everything. done everything. He's done everything. I heard him on Chicklets talking about, you know, he put up his farm and everything to buy the Red Rebels, and then he started paying off check by check when they were winning. Like it was super cool. Like he bets on himself, and he he's a winner. They're all winners. Daryl Sutter of the Flames. I don't know what's happening there. We'll see what happens. I don't know if he's. I don't know what the word is. I think he might be. I think he might be interim. I think that they're going to address that situation in the offseason and probably look for a new head coach is what I'm thinking, and he's just there to fill the gap. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, hockey, it's, we're, we're, we're down the home stretch here. Uh, what do we got left? How many games? Ballpark. How many? 15? Yeah, roughly. Four playoffs. So uh, we're going to start seeing the teams that are, are, are going to excel and the teams that are taking a backseat. Um, of course, only three teams, yeah. I believe, make it out of each division. Is that correct? I think so, yeah. And right now it's Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton. So yeah. I'm uh, just so happy that my Oilers probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's a bonus. I did want to bring up quickly here, Bedard. We haven't talked much about the Pats at all. Uh, we haven't done that at all. Connor Bedard has played his last game two weeks ago. He's off to the U18s. Kid's a stud. Actually, he might not even be going, though, from with all the stuff that's going on with his family life. I think he's going. I think oh, he's he going. I, he, I guess you would know. You're the insider he, on that stuff. I think he stuff. quoted. I think he, my grandpa, would want me to go. Oh, okay. Again, don't quote me on that. I think that's what he said. So I think he's gonna go. Yeah, that team stacked. I would not want to be playing against the U18s. They have Sillinger, Gunther, Bedard. The list goes on. Is the one? Is the young guy from Moose Jaw going? Uh, no, no. Who, who is his name again? Brayden Yeager. Yeah. How come? I don't know. But uh, Matejchuk has got in, though, from the Moose Jaw Warriors as another defenseman dropped out. Can't think of his name, but we're a golf podcast, so jumping on here. 
But I did before we move on to our golf talk. I thought you want to talk about Connor Bedard. Well, I just want to say that was he played his last game two weeks ago, as I already mentioned that. And he's going down to play in the U18s. Yeah. I, I mean, and what a talent. Oh. And I'll tell you, once they open up stadiums again, oh, get your tickets. you get your tickets. Because he's only going to be here two years. He's gone. I mean, he will not be here when he's 18 years old. No. He'll be, I'm going to say, presumptive first overall NHL draft pick. Oh, yeah. And will not be back in Regina. Yeah, he'll be gone in seven. He'll be gone seventeen. So get your tickets uh, if you can, if you want to see this kid play. Because I mean, he leaving the league, like he's done now, was leading the league in points. Yeah, by like not two. It was by a substantial amount, by the way. So yeah, he he's he, he's a special talent. I mean, yeah. So good luck to Connor going forward, and uh, we look forward to seeing your journey next year. Absolutely. Okay, so now let's move on to our golf top. Before we do that, a huge golf sponsor in the PGA is Cutter and Buck. And we got these brand new jackets from Extreme Hockey. Our good friends over there. Thanks, Donnie. Yeah, these things are mint. Like, I don't know if you can see them on here now. Cutter and Buck, there's a free ad. We're trying to get on board with these guys. Extreme Hockey, they're, they started us from day one, and they're here with us until 67 and hopefully going on until three years from now. So Absolutely. They look great. They feel great. I'm not going to wash my never. I, I love the stitch work, too. Oh, I love, our, I love our decal here, and then I love our other sponsor here, TaylorMade. I love it. Yeah. I mean, these are really nice jackets. I mean, I got the navy blue. Drew's got the charcoal gray. So Not great if you sweat lots. <laughs> Again, thanks, Extreme Hockey and Sport, and Donnie, really appreciate it. So, Alrighty, the Masters talk. We had a lot of golf this weekend. Coverage was going crazy. I was typing. I was tweeting. I was this and that. Shoffley, Zalatoris. Let's talk about the Masters. Let's go. I'm ready. Where uh, do you like, want to begin? First question. Like, Were I, you in any Masters pools? No, but I had lots of money line, though. Okay. So, and yes, do you, you want to go first? Yeah, go ahead. We had a little uh, Masters pool at work, me and a few of the guys. First time ever we've done it, and we each selected three golfers, combined score one, right? Yeah. Ended up being a draw. Uh, I, I tied for first. Uh, and my three selections, you can laugh all you want. Uh, because we did this pre-Thursday pre, pre we did this, but I had selected Johnny Rom, because I love Rombo, um, Rory McIlroy, which hurt me, and who was my third? Oh, uh, Colin Morikawa. That, that was my three. The other guys made their picks. Anyways, thank God Rombo shot a 66 yep. on Sunday, because that was what got me my money. Well, we split the, we split the pot, right? He had selected, uh, Dan had selected... JT, DJ, and... Nice pick. DJ. No, who was the other one? JT, DJ, and... Spieth. Jordan. Who was... I was sweating bullets because Spieth was on a run there at the end. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Um, what a tournament. Continue. You're, did you make some money? Did, what, 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 went, what went on there? No, I, um, I had... I picked Justin Rose three weeks ago. Yeah, you had... I mean, off the hosel, you had him on there, Rosie, and he was day two leader, right? Three weeks ago, I picked Justin Rose to win. After uh, 18 times two, 36 holes. It's that guy. Um, just didn't hold on. He didn't play very good the last couple of days. I had Justin Thomas. Kind of fell apart. Who else did I have? Every, every one of my picks made the cut, though. Um, yeah, didn't win any money. But I was close. I was a little shocked. Not shocked. I was impressed. Zell Torres. Is that Happy Gilmore's caddy? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Wow. Gilmore, your caddy. Where you go those clubs, punk? Where did he come from, Drew? Because I had never heard of him before. Dude, no, I don't even know. I, I've seen him on. He's, he, he's actually, we had Corey Powell on 
a week ago. He's the co-founder of the Outlaw Tour. Um, Will was on that tour, Zalatoris. Yep. Came from there, played Canadian Tour, I'm sure of. Went on to play in the PGA. Now he's going to be a stud. He's 24 years old, rips the ball, talent. Like the nuts on that kid making the shots he's making and walking on the course. He's smiling every time. I was rooting for him. Do you know who his doppelganger is? And other than Happy Gilmore's caddy in real life? Google it next time you're bored. Okay. Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's it's crazy. A, wow. It's crazy. You hear him say, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, him, Shoffley, disappointing on 16. He's two back. And he puts one in the drink, and he saw the face of, wow. Well, it's, it's funny because I was driving to work, and I was listening to the PGA Network on Sirius XM. I was yeah. driving to work, and I'm going, man. This is going to be a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. It was a two-shot lead at that time. I got to work, got into the office, opened up my phone. What the hell happened? Triple bogey, 16. Oh, Game yeah. over, right? Yeah. Hideki ends up winning the Masters, and, I mean, he deserved it. Yeah. Hideki Matsuyama, the first Japanese-born male player to win on the PGA Golf Tour. I think that was correct, actually. The first what? Say that again. First Japanese-born male player to win on the PGA. Well, he's won before. You mean the Masters. Okay. No, he, he was the first time. Uh, Are you sure he's won before? Matsuyama? I'll, Go to that, okay. I'll fact check while you're doing that. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm going to rip off the Canadians, though. Corey Connors finished T8th, and what a week by that guy. He was playing really well. Didn't, sh- didn't play very well on day four. Mackenzie Hughes finishing T40th, and Mike Weir, the, l- the lefty, unfortunately got cut. But, uh, yeah, a solid for Canadians, though, I thought. You you find anything yet? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Okay. Here it says he is the first ever Japanese professional golfer to win a men's major golf championship, which was oh, the 2021 was 90% Masters. close. I was 90%. Masters, the green jacket. So a major, okay. Yes. So, okay. You were close. I was very close. Thanks, so, Google. Yeah, thank you. No, thanks, Twitter. No, um, no, that was Google. Yeah, okay. I had one more good point, though. Oh, we had, I had a question. This isn't, we're, we're going to do one little... Actually, ra- I, I, can okay. I ask a question? Sure. Sorry to cut you off. Been a while. Happens. Thursday night. Yes. Abraham Answer is yes, playing that's golf my point. Thursday. Has a good round. Decent, round. decent round. I think he was... He was, he was tied for third. Yeah. That night on Twitter, he posts a video of him that I had to watch 50 times to see the, gain, the grain of sand that he moved, that, which cost him a two-stroke penalty. In my opinion, if they're going to do that to one guy, they do it to all of them. You have that close angle shot on any guy in a bunker. Because to me, that was a garbage, garbage two-shot penalty that he received agree yeah. or disagree i i was shocked so i don't know what sand you saw i didn't see anything uh honest abe the guy's the nicest guy on tour i don't even know the guy he seems like the nicest guy ever and for him to like come out and after someone calls that bullshit calling him yet patrick reed well don't get me yeah, going so he can you know <laughs> if you're gonna do even actually uh, the guy from uh foreplay Riggs says when you mark your ball in the dream you mark your ball pick your ball up you never put your ball back in the exact same spot. No. So we've been cheating for thousands of years. Yeah. If you're going to call that. And it was funny watching again on, on, on social media how many PGA golfers were like commenting going, really? 
you're going to call that a two-shot penalty. Yeah. Some of the rules in this game of golf. I agree, Drew, and I don't know them all. Uh, there was a couple instances past weekend at the Masters, too, and I was watching what was going on. But maybe you can explain to me and our, and our viewers and our listeners. But I'll try. A drop ball. I watched it I, I, a couple times. They pick it up, they drop it. They pick it up, they drop it. They pick it up, they drop it. Why do they do that? Why don't they just pick it up, drop it, and play it where it lands? Because if it rolls forward, yeah. that's advancing the ball forward. So then you drop twice or three times until it lands, and then you'd watch the third one. Wherever it lands, you place it there. So it stays. So sometimes the, like, the slope moves ah, forward and stuff okay. like that. See, and I didn't know that. I yeah. was trying to figure that out. Same with on the putting green. Yeah. Guy's got his ball marked, you know, here, and he takes his putter and he puts the toe of the putter against the ball, moves the ball to the other side of the putter. Do, does that make sense, like what I was seeing? I think it was to mark the ball so oh, the ball yeah. marker wasn't in no. the same yeah. line. So as if I'm putting, you put your ball there, and I, and I try to putt through, yeah. I don't want to hit your big manhole yeah, 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 coin. Yeah. Hey, move that one to the right, please. Okay, sure. So line it up with something there, put it here, then I putt, then you put it back. Okay. If you don't put it back, two-stroke penalty. Okay, but so again, we've been cheating the game for hundreds and hundreds of years because there, in that instance, you're moving the ball one, two, three times. Where Abe gets that two-shot oh, penalty I it's for... I, I, <sighs> puts my brain in a blender, dude. I was so mad. Uh, I was disappointed. I mean, all in all, it was a hell of a tournament again. Uh, I know there's a lot of people. I would like to... I would like, I'm probably going to Google it after we're done here. Just look at the TV ratings. I bet you it's one of the highest-watched Masters. Oh, for sure. It's people that I don't even know even golf to watch it. Yeah. So the game of golf is growing. Absolutely. Which is great. It is. Um, you know... Due to this pandemic, it's the only thing we can do. So people have picked up the game of golf, which is great for the game. Uh, I do want to get into our guest today, though. Well, don't you want to talk about what we're playing next week? No, we can do that. Sure, go ahead. So uh, this coming weekend, we are... <laughs> sure, go ahead. He says, we are having the RBC Heritage, which I believe was originally scheduled to play in Canada. I could be wrong, but usually the RBC yeah, tournament got, is in Canada. We got dummy last time for saying that, so I'm not even going to comment on that. Yeah, so I'll go out on a limb and say it. I believe this is the tournament that was supposed to be held in, in Canada, but because of the pandemic, our government said, no, not happening. So they rescheduled it. It's be pl being played at Harbortown Golf Links, which is in South Carolina, Hilton Head. Pretty decent field considering it's the tournament following up the Masters. I mean, you've got, uh, I know I've seen DJs playing. Uh, uh, what's it? the caddy? PGA, uh, Happy Gilmer's caddy is playing. Will Zatoris. Thank you. Zell Torres. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the other names here. We got. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, we got Nick Taylor, Canadian boys playing in this one, Jimmy Furyk. Uh, so here's another thing I want to kind of go back because i just seen he's playing in this tournament. Did you watch, you watch golf Saturday night? Yep. Sung J.M., did you see what I saw? Oh, he put his hybrid three-wood, yeah. And did you see why, though? Shatter's putter, didn't he? Yes. But coverage of the Masters, whoever was filming that, needs to show why. Because everyone, I, th I was like, he threw his club in the fucking lake because <laughs> the camera panned off him. And the next thing you know, and they end up showing how he snapped his putter. Oh. The worst part, he was shooting four under. Like he was having that bad of a round. That you he, know, some guys just, they freak it's up out. here. Yeah. Right. I mean, like he putted better with this. Was I know he did. Um, anyways, getting back to this week, we got Daniel Berger, uh, Harold Varner third is playing KJ Choi, Lee Westwood, Hadwin's playing for Canada again. Yeah, the list uh, goes, uh, there's goes a lot on. of golf. Corey Connors, Corey Connors had a hell of a masters. Yeah. He was T eighth, you know, and I think he could have won it, except Saturday's round cost him the tournament, I believe, because every putt he made was short. Every putt. 
Yeah. For birdie, for par was short, short, Yeah, short, he short, didn't short. play great the last day. Uh, that was the one thing that disappointed me about the Masters, though. A lot of the good players, or the high-end players, the guys you you watch every week, the Brooks, you know, he's playing injured. Uh, you know, Dustin Johnson, defending champ, misses the Masters. Um, Jordan was probably one of the best out of the guys that were playing well the last consecutive weeks in a row. I'm still shocked Rory Rory, as bad as he did. You know, a lot of guys didn't play very good, and it was disappointing to see. But it was cool to see some of the guys that you don't hear of lots every day of the week. Uh, you know, Shoffley's kind of like a fee now. They're always in that same kind of yeah. mixture of getting up to the top. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Exactly. Was it not nice having fans there? That was awesome, too. That was cool, yeah. Um, I, I really wish they'd get the mics off the tee boxes, though. I really wish they'd get the mics off the tee boxes. I don't like it. Uh, How I come? Because I just don't think that... I, I don't like them. How come? I don't like the mics on the tee box. That's my answer. <laughs> I, I don't think that if I say something bad, like the F word... Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I don't think that should be televised. We're trying to keep this a gentleman's game or a lady's game or whatever, a, an honest game, quiet, respectful game. I don't want to hear the F word coming to my TV. Okay, Do I care? No, not really. If I'm on tour and I'm at the tee box, I'm not worried about that mic down there. I'm worried about the guy with the camera in your face like this, <laughs> standing six feet away from you. Yeah, I, I, that don't, I don't like. like the, it's cool to hear the ball, but after they hit it, get it off. Like, there's no, I, I don't know. You don't have them on the hockey benches unless they're mic'd up. I, I just, moving on. That's the rant from Drew. I'm going to come up with a little segment for that, Christian. You see him kind of go off there, getting all red in the face. I don't need to hear that. We'll call that, say. that's our little segment called Coaster's Complaint. Coaster's Corner. Coaster's Complaint. Okay, sure. Or just Corner, because it's a no. Coaster's Corner. Coaster's but. Complaint. Anyways, okay, I wanted to bring up another rant that someone brought up. We should bring up a funny thing kind of into the show every week. What are your thoughts on dogs that sit in your lap while you're driving? When you see them, don't tell me you're that guy. My th- kid is 80 pounds, dude. If she <laughs> sat in my lap, I wouldn't be able to drive. Uh, our last dog, she would go up my lap, but she was tiny. But I mean. here's the rant, though. I can't text and drive, and I can't eat a cheeseburger and drive, but I can... I can have a dog in my lap while yeah, I'm driving. Yeah, but you don't see, at least I don't see, drivers driving around with labradoodle or labr- labradors or retrievers or huskies on their lap. It's usually get them off, put them in the back seat. I don't like them. All right, there Under you there. go. You heard there, people. You don't like dogs being on people's laps while been driving. So dumb. Okay, on to our guest this week. One of the finest in the province. Our good buddy. I've known him forever. Troy, you got to meet him a few handful of times. You're good buddies with him. He's a co-host of the Rod Peterson Show. Nicest hair in television. Yeah, they call him Moose. Moose on the show. Why the hell not? As Rod says. Sorry, Rod, I have to steal one of your lines. As he says, off the holes all the time. So <laughs> why the hell not? Uh, Darren Dupont. Double D. Dupont. Double D. He, he went off brand a little bit. He was, he quote, unquote, swearing a couple times, telling stories. Um, yeah, it's a fun interview. I, I know you weren't here for that one. He'll come on again. Um, and we have to have Rod on the show. So. Absolutely, 100%. But uh, anything else before we wrap it up? I'm just glad to be back in the uh, co-pilot chair here. So good to see you. Absolutely. Christian, good to see you too. Christian just gave us a nod. Let's wrap this thing up. He so doesn't talk. Here it is, Darren Dupont. Hope you guys enjoy it. This podcast is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Try Rebellion Zilla IPA, a bold, hoppy West Coast IPA that's bitter with tropical aromas and flavor. Rebellion aged their Zilla in a gin barrel from LMD for three months and released this gin barrel IPA as a taproom special. 
Located in Lumpson, Saskatchewan, Last Mountain Distillery. No questions asked. Alrighty, we are pleased to be joined by the co-host of the Rod Peterson Show, the color guy for the Pats on Access, and so much more. Thanks for joining the podcast today, dupes. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Happy to be here. Yeah, this is a uh, long time overdue. Long overdue, is that the word is? I'm a big fan. Big fan of your stuff. Uh, I appreciate it. Well, you should be, I guess. Um, and obviously, I'm a huge fan of your show. Uh, so, But uh, I've known you before the show. But first up, why are you smiling so much? I'm just happy to be here. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, what's new with you? How are things? Um, obviously, in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, it's uh, things are good. Things are good. You know what? Um, we're not doing much. I mean, we're locked down in Regina. So literally, I go home, I go to the show, I go home, and maybe go to the grocery store. That's about it. But you know what? It's okay. I'm, uh, life is good. And I go to the hub, you know, to watch some hockey. So that's been fun. And how's that been? It's been great. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's well, weird about with it. no it's weird with no fans, obviously, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. Deadly. Favorite team? Favorite team? Can't have a favorite team. A okay, well, so who's the most No, my favorite team? team's the Blades. I'm a Blades guy. Thanks, you're a Blade guy. Born that's and raised. All, that's always right? been no, a thing. Well, not born and raised, because my next point is you're growing up in Winyard, Saskatchewan. I want to know, as we always do in this podcast, if Chicken I'm listening. Capital of Canada. Yeah. Chicken Winyard, Saskatchewan, sports, hobbies. Uh, what was that like? Growing up in Winyard? Um, it was good. I mean, it, I, lucky, right? I mean, small town Saskatchewan is where it's at. I mean, sports, hobbies, oh, man, I did everything. Like, literally everything um, from sports. I mean, we played baseball. We played hockey. We played football. High school, I mean, even played badminton, cross country, track and field, volleyball, basketball. Um, I was in the 4-H club for a year. I was in the Beavers club for a year. I mean, Jack of all trades. You get to do everything when you grow up in a small town. It's awesome. I took. I was in a band class. I. Would you play the flute? I uh, did not play the flute. I was uh, drummer. Drummer band. boy. Drummer, and I played the piano a little bit when I was little. Piano man. And one eighty-five bucks in a music festival. <laughs> so that's on my profile. It's in your resume, and you handed um, it in for jobs. Here you go. What else did I do? Darren Dupont, broadcast hockey. Uh, runs successful, you know, Rod I broadcast show hockey games. And Piano Man. And I, play, and I play the organ in the arena. That's <laughs> maybe one day I'll play. But I couldn't, t I did that, like, I stopped playing piano probably when I was, like, 13. So I couldn't play anymore, unfortunately. I wish I could, but I can't. So, Winyard, obviously I play for the Rainbow Rockets. What was that like going to games watching the Winyard Monarchs, I believe? It's awesome. Is that the Monarchs? Yeah. They're called? Monarchs. So, two, so I guess when I came into the league, they were just out of our league. That means there have been two Monarchs in our league. Would have been there Lumsden. always was in the Highway League, Lumsden and Winyard. Yeah. Forever. Um, it was good. But when I grew up, they weren't in the Highway League. They were in the Fishing Lake League. So Foam Lake, Calvington, that side. Home of the Coasters and Melrose. Right. Um, so that Clark. was always fun. But, yeah, so growing up watching up Theodore was, was big in that side, too. We hated Theodore. Hated Theodore. Join the herd. Um, yeah, and then those guys come and drop off hats to the show. So we've got gear from the Theodore Buffaloes. I'm like, I won't touch that because that's like a, <laughs> that's an old school hated that's thing. That's like a Pat fan wearing a Moose Jaw Warriors hat. Totally. Like from when I was a kid. I yeah. mean, Foam Lake, probably a bigger rival for Winyard than Theodore traditionally. But um, 
No, watching the Monarchs, that was that was my thing, right? I did that, and then and then played with them when they were in the Highway League. You um, played senior? Oh yeah. Really? Traveled. Oh yeah. Well, let's walk us through it. Um, what line been, were you on? Who would have been guys? I was the third line guy. I wasn't the top top. Uh, I wasn't the top. Were six the Jordans forward. still playing in Raymore? No, they hadn't started yet. It maybe just gotten started. Um, Josh would have. Mike wouldn't have yet. He would have still been playing in Minot. Yep. Um, Correct. Yep. But. Uh, Josh might have been started in Yorkton at that time. I'm not, I don't really remember. I'm trying to think who you might know who we played with. Sean Scalney. Uh, he played pro and then played Huskies, and he was really good. Awesome. I mean, Ryan Peterson was the guy back then, right? I mean, he was always leading the league in scoring every year. Him and Clint Olson and Cupar. Um, trying to think of who you might know. It was before Leffler played. Yeah, that's who I would have known. Although I played, I grew up playing with Leffler. Yeah, I was the uh, on, water boy on a, when he played with the Pats. On a line with Leffler until he left and decided to, like two years younger too, right? Just gone. Go play at the Good Pats player. and do it. He's amazing and I played player. pro. Amazing player. But I said I was the water boy for that guy when he was playing. He, yeah. was, uh, he was unreal. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when you're at Monarchs. All right. A lot of people wrote in some questions. I talked to some people today, and they want to know how you got into the world of broadcasting. I mean, a lot of our listeners just see you on – on TV with your sick hair guy just randomly shows up on the, you know, the Pat's TV, the Rod show. Um, walk us through how you just one day were like, I want to be a broadcaster. Um, there wasn't one day. It was weird. I graduated high school in 2005. Okay. And I don't know if you even know the story, if we've ever even talked about it. I graduated in 05. Well, I know some of the stories. That's why I'll get that later. And I went yeah. to Saskatoon to broadcast school or no sorry i went to saskatoon to go to university that's what we did so i'm living in saskatoon i didn't do that 64 gray avenue in this wonderful duplex with a bunch of guys and fun time right but i'm in saskatoon go to university no idea what i'm going to do with my life i'm either going to be a gym teacher or i'm going to wear a suit and tie and go to an office every day like suits so i go to um yeah but suits didn't exist in 05 so i literally um went to arts and science and took some business classes, took some kinesiology classes, and waited to figure out what I was going to do. And I'm driving back and forth with the guys to play senior hockey, right, in Winyard. So it was November, and we had a sportsman's dinner for the hockey team fundraiser, and Darren Detition was the guest speaker. Really? Porcupine Plain, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And so we're hanging out with him. I got a picture with him. Um, He's jacked, eh? Oh, yeah. So we're doing all this. Is he roids, He wasn't really jacked at that point yet. He was just starting to get jacked. Um, Great guy, and he's got connections, knows the guys around there, right? So you're hanging out, doing your thing with all the guys, and somebody, and I want to, I think it was Bree Lowenberger, a girl I graduated with, but she said, You've got a voice for broadcasting. You should be in broadcasting. And I had never thought that before in my life. Really? It had never been a thing. I didn't even know that was a job that you went and did, okay? Like, but I would be the guy playing street hockey by myself at night, all hours of the night. Yeah. Doing the play-by-play is, you know, everybody does, right? Yeah. Scars! Right? And I'd be doing the sports center highlights, right? Like, uh, and we go to the second period, and here comes, you know, Sunday and over the line, right? I'd be doing all of that. And so then I, Detition was at this thing, and I started thinking, like, where did you get started, right? And he said, Western Academy Broadcast College in Saskatoon. I'm like, the hell is that? Nice. So Google it, check it out. And I went to an open house. Right after I checked it out, Googled it, went to an open house. Gave him a demo, put a deposit in, 
and instantly dropped out of university. I was a Christmas grad. Dropped out, and by February, I was wow. going to Western Academy. So go to Western Academy, do all that. That's fine. Um, and it's going really well. Don Scott's the instructor there, and love him and love the school, and it, it was awesome. Dreger went there. Detition went there. Darren Millard, a lot of guys. Legends. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, if your name's Darren, you basically get a front row pass <laughs> to sports media, apparently, if you go to that school. That is a good name. But I went actually halfway through the school or three quarters of the way through the school. I got an interview at a radio station in Prince Albert to do news and sports and maybe the chance that I could do some Mintos, PA Mintos games. Yeah. Maybe. But mostly news and sports. So interviewed. Now, rewind a little bit. I had gone to spring camp, 19, remember? to go play football with the Regina Thunder. Erwin Klempner was the coach. Uh, Sean Reeder was the OC or yeah. the quarterback's receiver's coach. Um, me and my brother. And so we went to camp, and we got spots on the team. And they said, we want you back. Come play junior football. So I turned down a job in PA. Could have graduated early from school, got a job in the business. I turned it down because I'm going to go play football. Did my mic just cut out? You did. Okay. You did. Um, to go play, I saw you got concerned. To go play football. And I'm like, I can only play football until I'm like 25 years old, max, right? You just can't. And I'm not going to the CFL. I'm what, 5'8 if I stand on my toes? Yeah, and, yeah. Right? On good day. And yeah. I played quarterback of all things in high school, but I transitioned to receiver at the end of high school in grade 12. And then, so I had this opportunity to go back. So I turned down the job. I come to Regina for camp. My brother says, I don't really want to play anymore. Doesn't come with me. So it's just me now. He's a little bit better than me. He's a running back. Great running back. And that was kind of my meal ticket. He's like, it's a package deal, right? Yeah. But whatever. Um, I was still pretty good. And I got hooked up with uh, a job at uh, the Dairy Queen on Park Street. Because oh, he's yeah. a sponsor of the team. Still legit. And Oh, no free ads. I was living at the apartments on Vic, East Vic, right behind um, Sandman and Denny's. No free ads, no free Kay. ads. Yep. So you see yeah, those, right? I know we're there, yeah. Um, Parked in Vic, yep. No right? free ads, Sandman and uh, Denny's. Yeah, no yeah. free ads. So um, it was the greatest, though. And I know no free ads. But having Denny's in your backyard every morning as 19 and 20 years old, it's no the greatest ads, thing in the world. It's the greatest. <laughs> okay, right? one of the best breakfast Just places in town. Send them a bill. Yeah, we'll send them a bill later. Um, anyways, so I, in camp, I started to develop tendonitis in my knees. Oh, boy. So I couldn't, pr I couldn't practice, and I got cut. So here I am. Thanks, bro. Working at DQ <laughs> no with no ads. football, <laughs> no job, crushing like large blizzards every day, just totally in a bad spot. And four days after I got cut, I got a call from a guy named Mike Henschel. I went to broadcast college with him in Saskatoon, and he had landed a morning show job at a new small FM station in Kindersley. Four days after I got cut, he calls me and says, hey, man, I don't know how football's going or anything, but we got an opening for a play-by-play -play job at, with the Clippers. Kinder's the Clippers. And, and that's, where I, I, that's where I know the story from, the And Clippers. I thought of you, and I don't know if you're still, what, how football's going, but I just wanted to know what you were up to, and I wanted to see if you wanted me to put your name in. I'm like, dude, I just got cut. Put my name forward. Literally the next week, I drove to Rosetown, did an interview, got the job, and in September of 06, I started as the play-by-play -play voice of the Kinder's the Clippers. Lucky. Wow. That's it. Lucky. Well, sometimes, and I, I think I've learned this from you and other um, intelligent people in the sports world, you know, sometimes you just get in the right spot at the right time, and that's what you did. So talking about the Clippers, you know, you covered them, and I, I know some of the stories, but some listeners don't know. You were, you know, covering the Clippers, and you were going home late at night, cutting your own audio and own video, and walk us through that. Dude, 
So Larry Wintoniak was the head coach of the Kinders, the Clippers at the time. New head coach at the time. And didn't know who this guy was. But yeah. Tia Daniels was the program director in Rosetown. And so she said, okay, we're going to go uh, drive up to Kindersley and meet the coach. Now, I lived and worked in Rosetown at the AM station, did the games in Kindersley. So I had to commute like an hour, 45 minutes. Gas covered? Right. No. Well, we had a station vehicle. But we didn't broadcast home games either at that time. We just did road games. But so we're going to go meet the coach. So I'm Googling Larry Wintoniak. And he's from Thunder Bay. And, like, what I Googled was, like, this bench-clearing ball you know, incident in where he's swinging a stick at the other coach, almost killing a guy. And he just, like, looks like a monster. So I'm in immediately intimidated going yeah. in to meet this guy. He's you're, you're 20, right? You're 20? 19, yeah, 19, 20. Yeah. Chiseled. I would have been almost 20. Um, walking in there to meet him, right? Super intimidated. But turned out to be one of the greatest guys of all time one of those old school earn respect right yeah give you respect but now him and i have this just wonderful relationship so go there first year is okay not that great um the team doesn't do super well but year two we go to the sjhl finals end up losing to dean brockman the humble broncos who went on to win an rbc cup but we lost to him in seven games we were up three one in the series what year is that oh four that would have been oh seven they won 4 too? And uh, 4 that was way before my time. 4 would have been with um, Winkler and those guys, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, when Kindersley won. But we were up 3-1 in the finals in that second year I was there and lost the series to eventually. No the, ring. The Broncos went to their thing. So, yeah, no ring. But so many good memories. I mean, so many good memories. Oh, man, I'm going to call out. You know Matt Weninger? I don't. So Matt Weninger played. He went and played NCAA college. He was, he was a two-slash-three goalie at the time. Ryan Niesner was the number one. He would have been the number two-slash-number three. It was a battle for the backup job. And he was up in the press box for this. It was an early season game in yeah. Melfort. And now the palace. Matt was uh, moved up now and recently has been a goaltending coach in Moose Jaw with the Warriors. Nice. And... Often I'm doing games for myself, and I'd ask somebody to do color. So I asked Matt. He's snooping around, right? Very guy wants to be involved. Yeah. He's like, you got anybody doing color? I'm like, no. Do you want to do color? He's like, absolutely. Yeah, I'm pumped. Let's do it. <laughs> like, go make sure it's okay with Larry. Okay, sure. This so is the third string goalie. Yeah. So I go do my <laughs> interview with my coach's interview. Come back up. There's Matt. He's like, okay, you need me? I'm like, yeah. Did you? Talk to Larry? Yeah, it's all good. I'm good. He didn't talk to Larry. <laughs> so we do the game. He was very well-spoken. He was a good color guy. We lost the game. And Larry hears this. And I'm sitting, a first one in the bus. And Larry knew. Oh, no. Always knows. He comes on the bus and just tears me up one side of the bus and down the other. <laughs> this is my player. He doesn't know what the team's about, right? He doesn't speak for us, right? Yeah. You ask me. My player, they got jobs to do. They're supposed to be tracking stats and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, my God, just please let this end. Can we just be home? <laughs> right? Give my we were going to Nippon to finish subway. the road trip, right? And sure enough, uh, so, sorry, sir, sorry, sir. I just yeah. my, take my lumps. And sure enough, the next day, at breakfast, I apologized. I told him the story, and he respected that, and he understood. And the relationship grows, right, when you're just man-to-man, -man, right? But I'll never forget that. And the other one I won't forget is being in LaRange, 
I was rooming with Davin Peterson. He was the trainer. And three guys, I don't know, names you might know around Regina, Matt Sawa. Um, he's done some work at Evolution. Um, no free Casey ads. Rempel. And yep. was it Jonathan Redlick was the third? Anyways, um, you roomed in lines, right? So we're in the hotel on the water, beautiful in La Ranch, right? Rough place, but the beautiful place. And yeah, we yeah. ended up going. Larry organized us. We went on this beautiful houseboat ride. Anyways, we had finished the game. Next day, getting ready to leave. We got to go pick up our gear at the rink, go grab food, and then we're off to uh, Flin Flon for the game that night. And the rule is, and Larry's a stickler on this, and as you know, you're, a, you're an on-time kind of guy. I am. It, yep. it is very much, okay, we're leaving at 10. Bus is pulling out at 10.05, regardless of if you're on it or not. Leaving at 10, but the bus is leaving at 10.05. Yeah. So sure enough, we're getting ready. I'm helping Davin get ready all the medical supplies. He's a trainer. I'm good. Open up the door. <laughs> bus is pulling away. It's like 10.05 or whatever time. It's five after. Yeah. Bus is pulling away. I'm like, no. Like, we're missing the bus. Like, I'm going to have to, like, what are, how are we getting to Flin Flon? Yeah. Right? Go down to the lobby. Sure enough, these three other guys are there. They missed the bus, too. Players. Players, three of them. So we call up a cab in LaRange. It's an Astro van <laughs> that we jam into, six of us into this van, and we get a ride. We meet the team at the team meal, and away we go to Flin Flon. Well, that night, sure enough, radio play-by-play guys got to pack the entire bus, all the gear that night. I had to pack the whole oh bus full of stuff because I missed the bus. So lessons you learn kind of the hard way. Are I, don't, I don't know if hard lessons really happen that much anymore. They those are real stories. But i got to get to this now. Covering the Clippers, hilltops, blades, pats. People also asked, where did DuPont Media, you know, they think it's neat. You know, you, you've done a lot. Walk us through that plan and, you know, how it all came together. Should have brought the brand. You haven't seen the brand yet, have you? I have seen that, yep. Just online? Yeah. One day, you know, if I can uh, put you in the front of the line for the brand. DuPont Media started in 2014. So I went from Rosetown, I went to BC. I was in Dawson Creek and Chetwin for a little over a year. Came back to the U of S to go back to school in 09. But, so I started messing around doing some, like, that's how I got back into, got into doing blades, doing husky hockey, all kinds of freelance work. And then in 2014, I started doing a TV show on the husky football team. Yeah, yeah, I had done some nine-man stuff in between and started what was it called a couple other Husky. things. Husky's All Access. Pizza yeah. Hut, Husky's All Access. No free ads. No free ads, thank you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> don't swear on my show. This is my show, <laughs> and you just took like 50 minutes of it. Okay, go on. So I got some sponsorship, and what, the reason because was that I was doing it was I wanted to be in television. And every time I looked for jobs, you needed to have three to four years, three to five years experience on TV. I'm like... How do I get on TV to get experience if I don't have experience and they need experience? So, I go, to so I go to Bob Baker, Shaw Communications, and I say, Bob, I need some TV experience. What can I do? How do I get some experience? And he said, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, sports, right? So sure enough, we, we started talking. We came up with this idea to do a half-hour show every week on the Husky football team. Yeah. They showed me how to use the editing stuff. They hooked me up with cameras, showed me how to use them. They built me a studio, did all this great stuff. Wow. Like Eric Steiner, Janelle Hamilton, they were all like amazing. Yeah. Just, just did all the work for me. 
and showed me how to do everything. So I would go to the Husky practices. I'd set up a camera, make sure to turn the viewfinder, film myself, right? I'd do interviews. I'd take the highlights from the game um, that were broadcasted, and I would and clip, cover clip them up, and then we'd do a studio show, and I'd do the highlights, and I'd create this. I got these two guys, um, um, Tom and Dallas, that were the Husky Outsiders, and they were awesome. They gave us, me all their time to come and be co-hosts on the, on the show, Yeah, kind of like what you're doing, right? And we filmed it, and we put it out every week. There's still some episodes on YouTube, by the way. I've seen them lots, yeah. <laughs> Bad compared to what I do now. <laughs> but it's still, it was great. And so did that. And uh, that's how I got into television. And so when I started, I started DuPont Media. And I had this crazy vision at the time that I was going to build this company, bring on investors, build an empire. That's all I knew. Didn't know really how that was going to work. Knew nothing about business. Yeah. So I knew I had to incorporate the business. And I, so I started DuPont Media. Came up with that name, came up with a logo, way we went. It just kind of happened. And like when I say I knew nothing about running a business, I knew, I knew less than nothing about running a business. Like I didn't file my taxes. I didn't keep my books. I didn't keep a receipt. I didn't monitor what I spent, what I made. Yeah. So the business went under. Like it went dormant. Like I didn't file, so it went dormant. And so when we started the Rod Peterson show, I fired, I got DuPont Media all back up to business, but I got a lawyer that's a partner and I got a, an accountant that's a partner and yeah. I brought on an executive assistant and we started building. Now I know how to build a business the right way. We're having a lot more success, but that's how it got started back in 2014. Awesome. Okay. Now this is what I went into. Now, obviously this is a golf podcast and sports podcast, but we have a great guy in the community here with Darren DuPont on the show and he's doing pretty good so far he's mentioned way too many ads that we have to invoice later but we know who you are golf saskatchewan when i first met you you were there with phil and yourself you were a young butterball back then how how was that experience butterball yeah you weren't you weren't weren't the way you are now (laughs) actually it was one of the greatest experiences ever right before we did it you you weren't like that was yeah that was that was kind of in one of the what do you call them the down slope i just body you body you on my podcast you know what watching the show um, off the hustle yeah i remember you, i remember your game back then too I'm sick less to be you know something to be desired he's always a hey uh yeah 71 yeah whatever yeah nice fifth place finish again nobody remembers fifth place that's um, right exactly. no but <laughs> no it's kid, second place kidding aside Golf sass. Let's talk about it. Golf was, started in golf. golf was the best. So in 09, when Is I came back from BC, um, I enrolled at uh, Edwards School of Business at U of S. And in the summer, I needed a job, right, to pay the bills. And I'd started doing husky hockey and basketball and football, some different things before I started doing TV. So this summer job came up with the Saskatchewan Golf Association. I'm like, what is the, like, this looks like the best thing ever. Yeah. Go around and be a provincial uh, tournament intern with, you know, Brian Lee was there. Daniel Rockman was the executive director at the time. Phil, Candace, and myself. So I was the summer student with uh, me and Brad Blair, who you'd know. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. Can I swear on this show? Absolutely. What a shit show that was. <laughs> like, incredible. Like, I don't swear on the air, but this is a like incredible yeah we had like first of all phil and i hit it off like this beauty yeah. like really quick great dude one of the best right and i know he'll be in golf at some point again in his in his lifetime just because yeah. he loves it um but and brad like we had so much fun so much fun so i i started running golf tournaments and i remember one night we went to do was it the Mid-Am and the Am women were in Kenosi and were staying in these cabins. 
And these guys got a hold of my old radio play-by-play from Kindersley. <laughs> yeah. Like overtime calls from 3OT in Melville to calls in double overtime against Weyburn. And they're like, you got to play him. You got to play him. So we're just hammer Like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm looking around. <laughs> this is so off-brand for me, but we're like hammering vodkas like crazy yeah, with yeah. the staff at the golf course in Kenosi. This is good. The organic Darren is perfect. And like... Was it Phil or Brad up on the table trying to imitate my play-by-play call? <laughs> While we're playing it over the loudspeakers, they found it. Far side, shoot today, far side, shoot deep, shoot stars. Oh, man. I could find you some clips. <laughs> Brett Leadall, the overtime winner in Melville. Unbelievable. 12 seconds left, right? He wins the – Redlick wins the drawback to Milo Miller. So they're in the – I can see this now. They're in the defensive zone, bottom right, yeah, right yeah. of the goaltender, in their own zone. And there's like 12 seconds left in the first overtime. Run a play, and they're on a power play, but they're going to go to the, they're going to go to keep the power play in the second overtime. So Redlick wins the draw back into the corner to Milo Miller. He sails it along the boards as Brett Leadall just busted the zone. He took it in partial break, walks in, scores with 0.4 seconds left in the clock to tie it up. To no, no, win the game in overtime. This is okay. Sorry, this sorry. is first OT. Unbelievable. Wins the game. And all the parents had traveled, and they were all right below me. My broadcast booth was in the corner of the old, the old vault. Awesome. So these guys wow. are playing this, and we're just getting loaded on the <laughs> tournament, right? And you got to be up. It's like 6 a.m., and I'm not the At least, greatest yeah. morning guy. So we're up doing our thing. And I love mornings, doing the card, putting the pins out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the mark, worst spots marking, ever. Yeah. Marking the course, all that stuff. Well, if you can't <laughs> hit them, it's your own fault, okay? Yeah, there's sometimes the worst spots ever. I've and... Seen. So we put them on the whole thing, and we got our radios on, right, communicating to each other. And then it was about 10, 9.30 in the morning. Tee off at 7, right? Yeah. Tournament starts at 7. It's about 9.30. That's usually when I went off, yeah. About 9.30 in the morning, and I'm just, like, feeling like crap. And so I radio to Blair, to Brad. I'm like, Brad, I got to go back to the cabin and get some pizza. Like, I got to put something in my body. Or I'm just... Like dead. Can you buy a hot dog like, from the golf Yeah, course? man. He's like, bring me, bring me something back, right? Because we had ordered pizza. So I go back to the cabin to get pizza. All of a sudden, I start hearing this in my ear. Dupont, where are you? Dupont. It's now eleven thirty. I'd fallen asleep back in the cabin <laughs> on the bed. <laughs> Went to get pizza and I fell asleep. <laughs> and all of a sudden, my radio's going off. Nobody knew where I was. Two and a half hours There's later, a five group pile up on hole sixteen. You're just like. Two and a half hours later, they needed me to, like, run a score or do something. like. But so we had so much fun for a couple of summers, me and Brad and, and Phil. And Phil and I, oh, man, we went and did. So picture this. We, another shit show. We went on a trip to do golf in schools. Yeah. So Phil had really been heavy on golf in schools. Is that in Saskatoon? Um, all over the province. He was the number one sales guy for golf in schools, sending these little plastic kits all around uh, the yeah. schools. And then we did these golf program, these clinics. So Phil and I would deliver golf lessons um, to like high schools and different places. So we drove out to Bruno, like outside of Humboldt, yeah, yeah. right? To Bruno. And we had to take this, there was construction, we had to take this detour down these old dirt it's on roads. YouTube. It's, saw on, the, yeah. it's on YouTube. Oh <laughs> the man. YouTube clips. I hope Drive Phil, with Phil. <laughs> Phil's gonna listen to this. We're driving, it's pothole <laughs> after pothole. Like, and we're just dying laughing. We don't know, first of all, if we're gonna make it and get stuck. If we're going to get there in one piece, we were going sideways. Like the vehicle is sideways. And when you load up, you need a lot of golf balls, right? What was it called? Phil and Darren road trip or something? Yeah. <laughs> find it on YouTube. <laughs> so literally we had three or four 
five gallon pails full of golf balls yeah. in, in the back and I'm driving and all of a sudden we come around and I see like it's a dead end of a road and I slam the brakes and in the back of the Hyundai Santa Fe these four five gallon pails all fell over and these golf balls are rolling under the seat up by the gas pedals <laughs> everywhere and we're both just dying laughing and like <laughs> literally it was like that on a daily basis, like daily basis. Okay, last one. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, I have lots of golf questions. Last, here, so last on. one for, for this um, was like these guys, I don't know. Must be because I'm from a small town, but like we had this old golf and Winyard, yep. golf, uh, golf card car, like a company car. Old pee, like, piece of crap, and we were trying to get it started because we were going to sell it, and they couldn't get it started. And these guys didn't know how to jumpstart a car. Oh boy. Like, plug it in. Red Let's to black, go. black to they're red. Hit, they're hitting every button, right? Well, sure enough, when they hit the alarm button, the lock button, the unlock button, the horn button, it's all waiting because there's no power. So I plug it into the vehicle, and, and when I went to plug in the, the, the things to the actual car, everything started going off all at once, and I thought yeah. I was getting electrocuted. It's like as soon as you tapped it, it was like, what? Like, ah, you're like, ah. Marv? <laughs> exactly. So, like, would I say we had nonstop laughs? There's a million stories about how much fun we had working at the association. Okay, so talking about you know golf and, and all, all that good stuff, and those are unreal stories, and our, um, our content guy, Christian, will pull that up. Those videos were unreal. I remember watching those. But where do you see the game now? I mean, obviously being not, not removed from it, but kind of removed from, you know, in Saskatchewan especially. Where's the game at right now? You know, growing it, developing players to play collegiate and professional level. That's a good question. Like, I've been removed from it for, for too long, and that's why I think, like, shows like yours are unbelievable. And we've talked about this. I've told you about this. Yeah. Because, like, when you're in it, and I'm, f and I'm working in it, because I went from being a summer student to taking on a full-time job, right, while I was broadcasting and going to school and juggling all that. Yeah. Um, when Brian moved to the executive director spot, and then Dan Ukrainitz left, and so I ended up sliding into that role for a short time. But following around, and it's... The Cobans and the Phelps and Balmers and right, Gibsons yeah. and, right? Thompson, who was dominating everybody back then. Um, Ty Wright? Not really at no? that time. No? Not really. Didn't play a lot, I don't think, back then. Um, yeah, but in, when in he those played, events he as won, much, um, You know? But, yeah, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of guys. Jerry Christensen was a, one of the juniors and then making you his move. Gibson, and right? Danny Klugart. Balmer. Right? I said Balmer, yeah, right? Gibson headsets off. Um, yeah. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so you start to follow these guys, right? Tanner white was playing well at the time. I could go through a ton of names yeah. and it was so much fun. And you'd see them all every morning teeing off and you knew who had a chance and who didn't and who was playing well and who wasn't. And you kind of knew who was going to be on that leaderboard. And then you like getting on a golf cart and like just driving the course and peeking in on each of these guys playing. It's, it's the best. Yeah. The best. And you really get to know these guys, what they're all about. You, they build brand, right? So each of them had their own brand developed, like, in that circle. And really, I'm like, how does everybody in Saskatchewan not know this and follow this? It's so entertaining. The golf is so good. The stories are so good. And then you sit on 18, and you get a little pocket of a crowd on 18 yeah. as they're coming in. And it is so much fun. You know, Garrett was playing well at the junior level. Brad, um, at the amateur level, had gotten back from college golf, the Blairs. Um, it was awesome. 
Anna was rolling. Yeah. Right. You were there. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I know you point at yourself enough. Eventually, you'll get a mention exactly. on your own to. show. Well, I, I didn't even make the top twenty-five power rankings, which we, which we introduced. Which was, I was asking how we how do we grow the content in Saskatchewan with the power rankings brought to you by Birch and Molson. Like that was everyone was intrigued, and there was a lot of oh, this is bullshit. Why is he there? Why is this That's there? What you want. And I was like, let's go, let's go. If you don't like it, don't play in the events. Or if you like it or don't like it, play harder and Be play better. better. Be better. Like if you're first. If you're undeniable, you will be ranked first, period. Yeah. Right? Um, but it becomes just telling the stories, and the golfers have to tell the stories. And you have to have no ego, right? Just because you've made it doesn't mean people should follow you. You have to yeah. start at square one. So you have to say, hi, I'm Drew, and I'm from Regina, and I play at the Royal Regina, and you know, here's the scores, and here's what I've done. And you've got to introduce yourself to people. Yeah. And how you dress and how you approach yourself. And some guys are really boisterous and funny. And some guys are not. And some guys are serious. Some guys wear the gear. Some guys don't. Like, you get to know what you're all about. But you have to, like, I was on the course seeing everybody every day. And yeah. that's how it was built. It was like watching it on TV. There is no TV for Saskatchewan golf. So the players have to do that every day. You have to do that every day. Yeah. The association needs to do that every day. Show these guys on your social media platforms. Write about them in articles. Talk about them on your podcasts. Put them on your Instagram stories every day at every one of these events. And the players need to do that and share each other's. And more golf you know, places like this or podcasts or publications need to tell these stories. And the newspaper would write a story about these guys after every day, who's yeah. leading, who's not. But then you also have to include pictures and use social media to supplant it. You have to put these guys everywhere. Well, that's the cool thing. I think even when I started this thing, getting guys on like, when I first announced, you know, at number 11, Scott Thompson, I was like, I don't know who you are, but I can't wait to meet you. Got him on the podcast. Evan said, oh, he's not going to talk too much. Dude, we had like an hour, 10-minute podcast. He's the greatest dude ever. He's awesome. Uh, you know, Bulmer, get, getting to finally talk to him. Um, you know, getting to know Tory better. Uh, Chris Carley, all these guys. It was super cool because now it's like, I want to play good. That I want to get announced. You know, it's funny. You talk about Tory, and I can't believe I didn't mention Tory, but Tory and Cadmus. Cadmus Delorme, yeah. You know, he doesn't play anymore, does he? I don't think so, no. He should. I mean, kind of hard to be the chief of Cowesis and be a good golfer at the yeah. same time. But, I mean, you know, Cadmus had this wonderful brand of being this guy who must have had a surgically inserted smile on his face because it's oh, all yeah. he does is smile and is in a great mood. Yeah. And him and Tori would go head to head. And you talk about Cadmus's brand, and these are the stories you need to tell. So, um, we're, we're in that, that same event in Kenosi. Um, they were the first group of guys out. Um, and yeah, for, they were the, sorry, they were the last group of guys out. And then the girls were behind. Yeah. Okay. Cause they were leaders and Cadmus on 10 on, at Kenosi going the other way. He hit his tee shot and he lost it. Didn't know where it was. Couldn't see it. And the spotter was there on 10 and said, we heard it in the bush. It's in the bush. So as you know, you got five minutes to look for your ball, and then you have to declare it lost. Right? Yeah. So they hit. They're looking. They let the girls play up. Right? The girls hit their ball. And obviously not playing as far. Cadmus lost his ball. So they tell the girls, you guys just hang on. He's got to go back to the tee. So he goes back to the tee and hits his now third shot. And there's one of the girls uh, on the fairway being like, whose ball is this in the fairway? Cadmus is in contention, by the way, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, Cadmus, like, that's my ball in the fairway. 
my original shot went in the bush spotter didn't see it hit off Spot the tree out, and yeah. come right onto the fairway and once you've declared a loss doesn't matter if your ball's in the fairway you can't play it right yeah and he just said oh well that's golf didn't didn't phase him at all yeah hit his shot went ahead did his thing and i don't remember if he won or lost the event yeah but that's just his mindset and then we're on the we're on the range and i'm going to go out and play because that's one of the perks of being at the associate you could play every day once the golf was over so i'm on the range warming up cadmus is there afterwards practicing after his round and he's got these uh um bounce dryer sheets hanging all over his golf bag and i'm like what are you doing what the heck is this and yeah he's, and he said one of his, the elders um one of the elders uh Kawasis is like this keeps the mosquitoes away that was one of the tricks and i'm like you're just full of every little trick and tip and then he was uh and we were just starting to talk and he was telling me that uh every day he challenges himself with something new dude okay? I, I before you go on to that i used to see him at the royal and he would do this putting thing it was like three feet five feet and i don't know how his, how his back is today but he was putting for hours. I'd, I'd go putt, I'd go wow. play, he'd still putt. And he had these little markers, and I'd, I'd, I'd pick his brain. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, how's this? And he's just like, if I don't make certain, so many putts in a row, I don't leave. Wow. So there you go. So, that's, so you learn people's character by hanging out with them. And you need to translate that into social media and into your coverage and when and getting people on this show. And when you get to know people, yeah. that's how you build brand. So when he tells me, he's like, I learned, I try and learn, I, I try and challenge myself every day to something every day. I'm like, well, what are you doing today? He's like, today, I'm challenging myself to eat raisins. I'm like, what? He's like, I hate raisins. Like, random. Yeah. And he's like, so he, during his golf court, his round of golf, while he's in contention, his actual job was to eat this bag of raisins. It wasn't to play good and shoot 68. It was to eat a bag of raisins because he hates raisins. And he's like, I'm like, so how'd you do? He's like, not good. He's like, I had to put it in trail mix. He's like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't need it. But you get to know that yeah. he's just this wonderfully great guy. And you get to know that, you know, the other guy, somebody else is really intense and a competitor. And then you get to know that, hey, when Scott Thompson's on the course, it's not really talking, but he's just kicking the crap out of everybody. And then when you get him one-on-one, -on -one, he's a really polite, really nice, Absolutely. really friendly guy. Yeah. So you get to know these guys. And it's the same thing that we get to do with the PGA Tour and places like the Golf Channel, we get to know the golfers, and then when you know what they're all about, then that's how you build a fan in somebody, right? Yeah. How do we do that in Saskatchewan? Alrighty, Darren. Off to our segment called Questions from the Gallery. And they are brought to you by our new sponsor, partner, and we do have a giveaway going on right now, so check it out. It's brought to you by Bruch. That's B-R-W-S-H. Many, many features on this toothbrush. Daily, whiten, gentle, gum, max, and tongue. If you're a smoker, if you're not a smoker, check out Bruch. These things are unreal. I brushed my teeth the other day for 15 minutes. It felt amazing. Uh, I know you and many people listening right now probably didn't brush your teeth this morning. So Every that's, morning. that's why you check out Bruch at Bruch, B-R-W, that's U-U-S-H on Twitter and Instagram, at Bruch. Sweet. Check them out. They're unreal. Unreal. Okay. There's only like three questions here, but one, I have a story that goes with one of the questions asking. So Danny H picked a machine, not here today. One third of the show. Do you miss the flow? Yes. How about that rhyme? Though? And no, mostly no. I'm going to lean mostly no. You hated showering. I hated drying it. Oh. I hate wet hair. Right. Hairspray. Yeah. 
I, I will when I'm on TV. I hated drying my hair. And I use a blow dryer sometimes when it gets longer. Um, but that was the biggest problem with longer hair. And I just, I just never got into it. It just never worked for me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my short neck. I'm not sure. But it just... Uh, All right. Next one from Tori. How often do you wear makeup? Every day. Really? Almost daily. Almost daily. My worst fear, and it's not a worst fear, but like when you're on television, you have to wear a little bit of makeup. And I started, I, when I started shadowing guys, that was kind of one of the things I did. Like um, Peter Labardius, I started following him around a little bit and some of the guys in Sportsnet. Um, RJ Broadhead, Sam Costantino, when they were here doing, you know, Memorial Cup. RJ Broadhead, sick. And yeah, University Cups. Oh, yeah, they're great guys. And I would just watch what they would do. So I got the little compact thing, and then you go to the, the uh, you go to the uh, shoppers drug mart, and you sheepishly put your head down and ask some good-looking girl that you're. <laughs> so I need makeup, right? And <laughs> you're just awkward, like for what? Like, well, I'm on TV, and you try and puff your chest. Or, well, I'm on television, right? I need makeup. Try and make yourself at yeah. least sound somewhat cool, and then they hook you up. So I got a what I call a little crayon. I don't know. It looks like a lipstick thing, but the girls will know what it's called. It's a Match it to your skin tone. Anyways, if I ever, which I, luckily right now I don't break out. I don't have pimples anymore. I'm a little bit I'd older than that. I'd be screwed. But no, get the crayon. You just color it in. So you just color it in and it's just like, it's like it disappears. I'm like, why wasn't I doing this in high school? Nobody <laughs> needs to know I'm wearing this. And then you get a little powder for the lights. Because it's like, if you yeah. don't, it'll look like you just rubbed a bag of chips on your forehead. Like, and that's, that's that never looks good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Without saying a free ad, because you can't do that on the show. How many cups of coffee do you have a day, and what? How and how do you take your cup of coffee? That's from Troy. Every which way, um, but typically, two to three cups of coffee. That's it. I try and limit it. What you'll notice when you if you watch the show, this is the, this is the insider secret for the show. When you're watching the Rod Peterson show, if I have a coffee cup, likely it's got coffee in it. If I have my to-go mug my thermos it likely has water in it mm, okay i've never put coffee in it so i try and mix a cup of coffee for a glass of water that's a tom brady thing um although he doesn't really drink coffee yeah never heard of him but yeah i try and go for two to three cups of coffee if i'm going really crazy then i mean i could i could do five or six if there's games and i'm working and i'm pulling an all-nighter and that kind of stuff but yeah two to three and i take it black coffee's always black and i'm getting into everything doesn't i'm not picky Pour over, espresso, drip, um, press, lungo, you name it. Unreal. Yeah. Okay. Two-part question here. Favorite golf course in Saskatchewan and lowest round ever? Um, Northern Meadows is by far the best golf course in Saskatchewan. Like, and it's not even close. And I it love, is trust me, we have a deal with Deer Valley. Yeah. So you know how hard it is for me Us to too. not say not Deer Valley, right? Like Northern Meadows went it's there. Legit. So when Meadow Lake hosted the Saskatchewan Summer Games, we had we went up there and ran the golf part of it, and we drove the 45 minutes past Good Soil to Northern Meadows and played Northern Meadows, best course in the province, nicest, most challenging, nice, just the best to play. And, Loved and, it. and every putt goes to. I don't know. I've only played it once. The river. <laughs> every That's putt. always the case. In every course. Somebody told me that once, and that'll never leave my, my no, mind. Especially that It course. always breaks to the water. Always. The course always breaks to the water. Don't know why, but it always does. Um, 
I'm a Candle Lake fan. I pl- just because I play well. That co- for whatever reason, I always play that course well. My junior hockey reunion is going there this year for th- a few nights. Nice. Twelve of us. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I always play that course well. Um, but I, I I like playing Deer Valley. I'm a big fan of that course. I mean, yeah, the Winyard me Golf Course for a nine-hole course, very nice. I've n- I grew up on Winyard, and I've never played it well. I grew up on the course, never. The greens are the size of dimes, and everything rolls off the green. I just I struggle on my home course. It for rolls to the pasture, always. Uh, all right, low round ever, lowest round. Two under on nine holes, Meadow Lake, playing with Phil Gross in flip flops. Best best round I've ever played. I'm not a, like trust. I I don't shoot sixties. To know where I am, like if I can have my handicap in single digits, it's great. I started out last year and I was around a four or five, which was nice. good. I always play better at the beginning of the year and much worse at the end of the year. Um, but I'm your average, you know, uh, weekend golfer, right? A couple times a week, once a week. Um, but I would like. If I'm breaking 80, it's a good day. Yeah. If I'm shooting 85 or 90, it's a bad day. I'm usually around 78 to 83. Um, Not bad at all. That's where I play. But, no, in Meadow Lake, we, we played. I was two under on nine. is the best, night, best I've ever played. Um, and it really came to, and I don't know the course that well, but a par five, I teed, my tee shot was deep past the leg into the trees, but I hit a four iron out of there. I punched it out to within like eight inches and I made the eagle putt and then I was even the rest of the way. So it was, that's my best nine. Alrighty. And uh, second question here from Danny H funniest story can, you can tell about a mishap on the road or when calling a game. And I have a story that I'm not sure if you remember this one, but I'll let you uh, oh, tell your story. No, what, what do you got? <laughs> I, Cause I'm going to try okay. to think about remember what's the in, I came with you to moose jaw to Pats and Moose Jaw game. You guys were crawling at Rod and yourself. Yeah. And I had my tonsils out. And I had, like, I couldn't, I looked like I was, like, I couldn't even do anything. He picked me up. And we drive all the way there. We do the game. I'm just like, barely, I'm taking these T3s, trying to stay awake, trying to feel the pain. And we leave after I'm like filming everything behind the scenes. And like, look, I remember look, you were look, filming look, everything. Like an idiot. Everyone looked like, uh, Tim Hunters is like, this guy right and anyways we leave we go to the gas station <laughs> and i couldn't laugh because i had so many <laughs> stitches in my mouth you remember the story yeah and you, you get out and you pull and you're like i go inside i come back in i'm sitting down there i'm freezing because the vehicle's off and you look out you know look at this is this the longest gas receipt ever <laughs> it's like a 15 foot long gas receipt from the gas pack. i remember oh man <laughs> That's oh, funny. It wasn't as funny, I'm sure this will be, but... Uh, I remember that. That, so, that was like, legit the longest. Like Someone just like all day just decided to see how long they could like... Just keep <laughs> hitting the button. So, let's go back to when I went to Shaw, right, to okay. do the football. And I did the show at Shaw. And so, anyways, it turned into... Um, Dave Thomas was doing... He was the radio man, morning man in Saskatoon. He was doing the sidelines for the Shaw football games. They would do games all across Western Canada on Shaw. Yeah. And Bob Baker came to me one day and said, Tom Baker? Bob Baker. No, you were seeing. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> over my head. What did I miss? You were seeing the movie Cheaper by the Dozen? Yeah. Tom Baker? Okay. It's Tom Baker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're a football guy. So, Bob. Yeah. So, Bob says, he's like, I don't know how you feel, but I've been watching your show and I really like what you've been doing on this Husky show. Well, Dave Thomas can't do sidelines for the game next weekend, but I wondered if you'd be okay if I put your name forward to do the game. I'm like, 
Absolutely. Yeah. So he put my name in, went and did sidelines, got to know how to do that. Never done it before live TV, first time. And nailed it, right? Or just did, did, did okay. Met those guys. They liked me. So they asked me back. And I kept doing it. And I never let it go. And I kept doing it. That's how I got into doing football on TV. Then play-by-play and everything else. Well, they, they, one day they asked me, how do you feel about doing hockey? I said, hockey's my number one, man. Like, hockey? I know football. I've coached football. But, it, like, hockey's number one. Yeah. So they got me doing between the benches stuff and hockey stuff. And then I got into doing play-by-play and everything Is else. the playoffs? On the TV level. Nope. Regular season. So... Okay. I'm in Saskatoon, and my first assignment is a game in Regina between the Pats and the Kootenai Ice. Ryan, John Paddock was just getting started. Well, not just getting started, but he was the coach of the Pats. And Ryan McGill was the head coach of the Kootenai Ice. Oh, yeah. He's now an assistant coach with the Vegas Golden Knights, right? So not knowing anything about this job, but knowing I got to go meet these guys. I can't, like, I got to do, here's my job, is I'm between the benches doing cut-ins throughout the game, getting info, and I got to do an interview at the 10-minute mark of the first on, John, on the Pat's bench with Paddock, and I got to do an interview with Ryan McGill, 10-minute mark of the second. I'm like, I can't show up on these benches to talk to coaches that I've never met before. And good advice. So I call yeah. the Kootenai Ice office, and I say, I'm trying to get a hold of Ryan McGill, love to chat with him, meet up with him, blah, 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 blah. Is he around? No, sorry, they're on the road, but I'll give you his number. So sure enough, she gives me the number. And I sent a text message. Hi, Mr. McGill. It's Darren DuPont with Shaw. I'm going to be doing the game this weekend, and I'm going to be on your bench for an interview, wondering if you have some time before the game for an interview. And I'm driving, texting and driving. All I get back <laughs> in all capital letters after, like, waiting for five minutes, fuck off. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I almost turned around, Drew, and went home. <laughs> I almost, I almost turned around. Oh, and then what did you say? Nothing. You just drove the rest. Of I the kept driving. I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I just, I, I don't want to do this. I, hockey's not for me, man. I'm out. <laughs> I'm a football guy. I'm out. Maybe football's better. <laughs> after the longest five minutes of my life, I get a second text. So after fuck off, it was, it's Ryan, not Mr. McGill. We'll be rolling in at five. Be happy to sit down with you anytime you want. See, wow. see, at, see at 5.15 in my coach's office. So I'm like, great, can't wait. So I get to the rink, 4.30 or 4 o'clock, what I usually do for a 7 o'clock game. Usually rolling about 4.30. And John Keane is calling the, the play-by-play, and, and Audgers, Jeff Audgers, is doing color. Yeah. So we're sitting around with Dave Nail Roberts, gun. our producer, and these guys. We're, we're going through our game notes and stuff, and we're talking. And, and I had already set something up with John Paddock. And I said, okay, guys, I got to go. I got to go meet with John Paddock, get my info, and then I got to go. And they're like, can we tag along with you? Do you mind if we come with you? And I'm not going to tell Jeff Rogers, no, yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm like, yeah, up. let's go. So we go sit in John Paddock's office. He gave us nothing. We sat in there for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and literally um, we're asking him questions. And he's very quiet. He didn't really know us yet. We're getting to know him. And he didn't give us, so what about Sam Steele? So what about Adam Brooks? What about this? What about that? And it, it was hard to get anything out of him. Yeah. Um, but now we've developed a really good relationship. And I'm sitting there like this in my chair in the middle, not really asking any questions. And I'm looking at my clock, and it's 5.20, 5.30. And I'm like, McGill said 5.15, 5 5.30, 5.40. Finally, we're <laughs> done, and we're walking down the hallway. And there's Ryan McGill standing 
outside his coach's office like this, arms crossed, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's looking at his watch. And he yells down the hall. He's like, what fucking time did I say? And I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know what to And Jeff Audrey's is with me. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. Well, good thing Jeff was with you. So, like, <laughs> so I played like an idiot, and I stuck out my hand. I said, I'm so sorry, Mr. McGill. And he slapped it out of the way, laughed, and he's like, ah, it's all good. Let's go have a chat. So we go in the office. We have a great chat. The whole time, Audrey's and McGill were just chatting about their cabins and the lake and well, they probably played somewhere down the line. That's there. what you do with those guys, yeah. right? You build a relationship. And Shoot it was shit. amazing. So ask them the questions about the players. I wanted some info on a couple little stories here and there, which you do. And, and so I had great notes for the game, all these awesome cut-ins. And then I wanted to go get a little bite to eat. Um, I, don't, I don't know why I didn't go to the media room for pizza, but I remember <laughs> going up to the concourse for a burger or something as I had some time, a little bit of time to kill. And there was McGill sitting on the concourse with his foot up on the rail, right, looking out over the thing. And he came over to me and, and uh, wanted to chat a little bit. And he, he asked me about the, the Huskies and about Saskatoon, about the Blades. And I'm like, how do you? He had Googled me. He knew everything about me. And Unreal. That's, that's awesome. the character of these guys, right? Yeah. But to go from that, like I had never been in that situation and scared, like scared. But that's how you build relationships yeah. with these guys, right? And and it's uh, it's the best part of the game is the is the stuff in the pregame skates, the mornings, the before the games, that kind of stuff. And I mean, there's a million stories like that, like the story of Tim Hunter not wanting to talk to me anymore after we had hours of conversations. Yeah. And then getting like we did the whole redemption tour on the Rod Peterson show where he actually came on and we made good. It was like that's hockey, man. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Dupes, this has been so much fun today. Our co-host of the Rod Pearson Show, he is, you know. We barely talked about golf. We've done a lot of golf in there, and we're going to do this again. Man, I, like I said, I appreciate coming on today. Uh, I know everyone's going to be listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, I can't wait to do it again. Anytime. Birch Supply Company is a proud sponsor of Off the Halls of Podcast. They're a Canadian clothing brand based out of Saskatchewan. The company was founded by two lifelong friends who represent their passion for style, the outdoors, and good times through their clothing. Birch Supply Company strives to be involved in the community and bring you quality Canadian-made products. You can check out their current lineup and get the lowdown on new arrivals through their Instagram page, at Birch Supply. Alrighty, there it is, episode 67 of Off the Hosel. Another banger of a podcast. I would say it was a big banger. Yeah. Dupes telling stories of the coach of the Kootenai Ice, quote unquote, saying, "Fuck off, that's my father." <laughs> and Darren's like, "Oh my god, I'm scared. I never want to interview a hockey coach ever again in my life." Like the stuff he was saying, the golf trips. Um, what else? We just talked about his brand and growing the Rod Show from, you know, initially he doesn't know what he wanted to do. Was he going to cover football or hockey or whatever? So it was kind of cool to just sit down with Darren. I kind of know this some of the stuff, but. People that know Darren from Golf Saskatchewan, when he used to do this, like, on the tee, you know, and he was announcing and doing the scores and grinding, like, people don't know a lot of the story that he's doing now, so it's kind of cool that he came on and we had him in-house, and, yeah, he did time. Yeah, I'm glad uh, Double D came on the show. I uh, really appreciate it again. Uh, sorry I couldn't be there, but, I mean, you guys seemed like you're having a good old chat. I mean, you guys have known each other a long time. Again, I met Darren, I don't know, five years ago, I guess it would have been. And yeah. Yeah, it was uh, another good episode, another one for the books. Off to number 68 next week, I believe. Yeah, 68. Whose number is that in the NHL? Yarmer Yager. Yeah. The greatest. Mike Hoffman? Still I'm going to stick with the Yager podcast. Okay. Yager. 
Yeah. Moves that yachter. Okay, yeah, another great podcast. Troy, quickly rip off the social media handles. Well, as always, get us on Facebook at Off the Hosel, or you can get us on Instagram or Twitter at underscore Off the Hosel. Shoot us a message, like us, share us. Don't like us, that's fine. Comment, though. Tell us why. Let us know. Yeah, but so we, we hope be they're better. good comments. So uh, we're here to aim to please. And yeah. uh, again, been a blast, Drew. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. New hats are on the way. Different kinds of hats. OTH. It's not one tree hill, but that will definitely start up a conversation. Strike. Um, rope hats coming in. We got some retro. Yeah. The old boy here picked them out, so I know all the guys my age are going to like them. So stay yeah. tuned. They're uh, they're going to be in soon. Absolutely. And coming on next week's episode 68, co-founder of the Outlaw Tour, the Pro Tour down in Phoenix, Corey Powell. Uh, great chat with him. We're going to try and help out the, tur- the, the tour in Phoenix, get them some exposure. If you're good enough to play, you're going to find out real quick. Go down and play their tour. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, Troy, other than that, it's uh, it's been a fun podcast today. It's been a blast. Been far too long. Yeah. So hopefully the snow melts. Uh, but other than that, Troy, I won't talk to you next week. You're gone. But I'll see you hopefully the following week. I am off. I will be here. Yes. For episode 69. 69. Okay, so there it is. Troy's always, uh, <laughs> I appreciate this, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Everyone else, have a great Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Our first show on IGTV. Hope you liked it. If you don't, don't watch it. If you did, comment. Peace. See ya.